You know, it's that time of year again when we reflect on the past and look ahead to the future. And I believe that in every day, there's a new opportunity to be the best versions of ourselves. So in this episode, I want to share some of my own reflections and offer some tips for anyone out there who might be struggling. Let's make the most of this new year and embrace the change and growth as we move forward. Let's get inspired and take control of our lives. It's time to make things happen. Spark your awakening. Ponder your dreams and rewrite your story. It's time to wonder more with your host, Jason Tharp. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Wonder More podcast. My name is Jason Tharp. I am your resident brain cancer survivor, and I want to welcome you. If you're new to this, thank you for checking this out. If you've been here before, welcome back. Do me a huge favor. Make sure you share this. Let your friends, family know. Drop on over to wherever you listen to this at, if it's Apple or if it's whatever. Give me a quick review. It takes like two seconds. Hit those stars. You know, uh, all that stuff is going to help as I navigate through this new process of making this happen. My goal is to have a huge impact on sharing my story and to get everybody to forget that I am uh, a brain cancer survivor. I want just people to see that with a footnote. It just is a bump in the road that you can too overcome a lot of things in your life that maybe um, you're struggling with right now that seems so insurmountable that you aren't really sure how to do it. So that that seems like a pretty good jump off spot here on reflecting on this past year. Um, boy, a lot of stuff happened. I don't know about you, but uh, I had a year that was pretty wild. You know, as Christmas just passed, there was a lot of reflection going on of what Christmas was like last year for me compared to this year. Um, the easiest way I can kind of sum it up for you is I actually remember this year. Uh, Last year, I did not. And it wasn't because my memory has been, you know, affected by the brain cancer or whatever. It was because all last year, all I could think about was, this is the last year I'm going to be here. And I was so focused on, this is the last gift I'm going to give my kid. This is the last thing I'm going to do here. This is what everybody else is going to do when I'm not around. That was my focus. And that stuff just steals your moments. I don't do that a lot. It was just major milestone things, I guess, like milestones or whatever, holidays or whatever, stuff that's important. In that process of those things, I would get caught up in thinking a lot of times, is this going to be the last time? And I remember last year, at the beginning of the year, there was a lot of that. There was lots of reflecting on, is this my last time at this? Is this my last time at that? I remember going to uh, ski in Colorado in January of last year, going out there thinking like, you know, is this the last time I'm ever going to get to do this? It, it just, it's, it's just so strange when you think about things that way. But what was really cool about it was that as the year started to evolve and, and I started changing a lot of things about my diet, a lot of things about my daily practice, started understanding how to live this new life. It was amazing how things started to adjust. It went from thinking that this was my last time 
to, wow, this is cool. I get to do this. And I lived it as if it was my first time, even though I had done it a million different times. And that was like kind of the shift of starting to understand that maybe I'm a little bit more in control of this thing than I thought. You know, that started, I would say, probably, you know, after coming back from skiing, after surviving that my first time on the mountains and, and just flying down the the slopes because when you when you've experienced this I didn't I wasn't afraid you know before I would be afraid of everything I wasn't afraid of anything it was just it was just turn the sticks go parallel and just go as fast as you can because why not and it was so freeing and it was fun and it was like letting letting loose and and I think what the first quarter of the year for me was was it was a let go of so much trauma that had gone on in my life. There was a lot of it. There was lots of things that I had to tackle. There was lots of things that I had to reflect on, not all of it being comfortable. Some of it was just sucked. And some of it was just things that I had to break stories and had to break patterns of things that I would tell myself. But those were all things that I realized now looking back because I have a whole year to look back on now were the foundation bricks that start to create this life that I am and where I'm at now, where I fully start to actually be me. That is the, the, the cool part about this whole thing is these experiences have helped shape the understanding of myself and my place in this world and what role that I want to play and all of those things. And that's pretty, pretty cool. Some of these things that have helped me kind of grow and evolve were either something that maybe I saw in a movie or or things that like I had written in journals that at the time when I wrote them they 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 really had no significance to my life. I didn't really know anything about them at the time where I thought, "Oh, this is really going to be meaningful." But it was as I started to process this the new the new stuff, like all the new stuff. It was like looking in a crystal ball that Somehow back when I was going through this stuff, I wrote to the future me and it was really, really surreal. But I don't know if how that how that works, but I do know that I don't care how it works. I just know that like it it makes me feel whole to understand myself. And it's so crazy to be a 46-year-old male man and now actually being able to tell people I know who I am. And also at the same time knowing that I'm going to evolve from this. But I do know that like my awareness is what has helped understand a lot of this stuff. Probably one of the biggest things that I I learned through the process of of going through uh, the cancer diagnosis is just being aware of your body, understanding and listening to it. I really learned the value, and you can totally use this in your life in multiple different ways, of asking better questions. There's a two-part to it. Ask better questions. I think we all get that, right? But here's the key to it. Shut up and listen for the answer. And the answer might not happen right away. And the first answer you get might not be the right answer. Because sometimes our egos will throw something out there that'll just get us like chasing the wrong rabbit when all along it's been sitting in the corner waiting for you to come back to it. That was a big one for me. Learning how to ask the right questions and then just shutting up and waiting for the answer to show up. That was a huge evolution thing for me. Other part was being open to the ideas that I could be wrong. And was also being open to the ideas that like, you know, not everybody was out to get me. Not everybody, you know, because I think a little bit of when you get diagnosed with something like that, and especially the way that it was told to me at first, it kind of uh, was definitely a, a traumatic thing, but it was in a weird way. It wasn't traumatic in, 
I felt like somebody did something to me. It was a immediate somebody did something to me, but what it actually ended up being was a trauma release for me because what happened was I got so pissed about this that all of those years of trauma had built up and all those stories and all this crap that I had had built up inside of me and it was like it had to get out. And it was through the process of starting treatment in my awesome radiation oncologist, having just a heartfelt human conversation with me that released all that trauma where I could truly start healing. I learned a lot from that. I learned the idea that uh, it's okay to ask for help, you know, and it's okay to not know the right way. But I also learned at the same time, the importance of trusting your gut. When you feel deep down inside of you that something isn't right, of how to go with that and understand that it's probably right to listen to it. I was really bad at that before. I would put myself in a situation where I didn't want to be in and I knew it, but I would be too afraid to trust my gut because I'd either I would make somebody mad or I would you know ruin a relationship or I would I'm sure you maybe can relate to this somehow in your life so I would instead I would just do something and then I would just shame myself and then I would think that I'm a horrible person because I deserve that and then I would just pile on more self-loathing and I would live in this state of just like anxiety and all this stuff like that and it's just kind of the way I lived life that's how I survived life you know and I think that was part of the healing process for me too understanding that I needed to start learning how to let go of those things and trusting that maybe I do know a little bit more about myself than I thought and that nobody was going to come fix this for me. And I had to take it on myself and I had to understand the perspective of what it meant to be yourself and how to navigate the process of self-discovery and personal growth over time and understanding that it's not big, huge leaps and bounds. It's actually just small steps. It's showing up each day and kind of moving forward until you fail. And you're going to fail by the end of the day. Then having the grace and the forgiveness in yourself to start over again tomorrow. At least for me, what worked was understanding that at the end of every day, if I survive, and I started looking at my life in terms of wins, I, instead of looking at waking up and thinking, oh my gosh, I have this huge to-do list, I started looking up and going like, boy, I woke up today, that's win number one. I put my contacts in my eye, brush my teeth, give myself the fist bump in the mirror. Those are like win two, three, and four. And I would just count those things. And I would look at stuff in a different light. And I would go downstairs and I would open the blinds and I would look at the sun and just be grateful to see it. And it's amazing what gratitude will do for you. Because when, at the beginning of all this, I want to just like kind of point out that there was a core to it. And I'm going to do an episode on this because it was a really important thing, but I just want to put this, this seed out there right now just so you can start to understand because when it does show up in your life, you don't have to wait for somebody to give you permission for it. It's, it's hope. Hope is an amazing, amazing drug. It won't do anything for you as far as getting stuff done, but what it'll do is it'll get you to the starting gate where you start to realize that you are pretty, pretty powerful. That's what it, that's what it all started for me was this little seed of hope because behind hope is love. And I was so engulfed in fear that I never saw the love hanging out there for me. And I have a little story that I've been working on about what this feels like. The way that I sum it up, it was like this. I felt like I was walking with three versions or two versions of myself, present me, who I wanted to be, and then the little me to the right. Now, the little me was the one that 
caused all the havoc in my life. It was the one that has was screaming for attention. It was my ego. It was the one that was just saying that I wasn't good. It was just wanting all of this attention. And I spent so much time looking at that direction and feeding that story over and over and over that that became my reality. And in that, what had to happen apparently was that a tumor needed to show up to wake me up to it because it had been showing up the other way. Like if you think about like if you're holding hands, if you have two kids or whatever, like you one tugs on it, you turn and look the other way. I do believe that the version of me would tug on my hand that I wanted to be, the version of me that I wanted to be, would tug on my hand and say, hey, look over here. And I would look, but then I would sit there and immediately go like, yeah, but I don't deserve that. And I would go right back to looking at the other one. Now, what was amazing about what the first doctor did for me in the process of delivering the news so badly was in a lot of ways, they forced me to let go of the hand of the little me that I struggled with for so long to understand. In the process of letting go, I started to realize that the version of me that I wanted to be had been there all along. And then I started looking at life in a different way. And I started to feel this like gratitude slowly starting to come up. I would notice as I started meditating, I would have like these really unique, deep connections with myself. And I would start to have these conversations with myself, with myself about myself, (laughs) as trippy as that sounds, about all the things that I wish that I would have done different. And then realizing that like there's still time to do it. And then slowly you start to turn and realize that while you felt like you were abandoned by that this person that you wished that you could be, the whole time they were there. They never left your side. And that's what love is to me. That's what that's what turning away from the fear and in the dark moments, you realize that in all of that stuff, love is just hanging out waiting for you to pay attention to it. I never would have known that. I never would have in a million years thought all along when I was feeling at my lowest that the version that I wanted of me was was here the whole time because I didn't think I deserved it. And and there was a little bit of why did it take a tumor for me to wake up to that? And you and you just think you think about that stuff sometimes, but then I realize maybe it was all on like on purpose. Like I needed to tell this story. The one thing that was that w- has always been pretty consistent through this process for me is I've I've not felt like I wasn't going to be here. I just always felt like I'm going to beat this thing. I felt like I don't know. It, it just doesn't doesn't register to me that I can't I can't play a role in this in the recovery, right? And I think that's where uh, some of the stuff where I would tell any new patient is to understand that your diagnosis is not your prognosis. The doctor is making their best guess based on the information that they know at hand. But each one of us are different. I am different from you and you're different than me. But your approach, you can learn something from each one of us in our approaches that could benefit you. That was like a big a big wake-up call for me. It was It just became natural to me. Like I just knew that I was going to be the best patient that they've ever seen. I remember telling my doctors when I started the, the treatment and stuff like that, that you don't understand, like I'm going to be the best patient you've ever had. And, you know, immediately when I would start meditating, I would think about 
healing. I would think about essentially what I would do is say like, if somebody were to beat this thing, how would they carry themselves? And then I would do my best to be that person. And I would try to create that person and I would step in that direction. So I started changing my diet. I started changing the way I eat. I started changing the way I worked out. If you look at like my Instagram posts and all these different things, like I do not post those workout videos to get somebody to like it because I feel like I'm ripped and all that stuff like that. It's a timeline for me. I'm not making those for anybody but me to remind myself that I showed up today, that I make, that I'm making a difference, that I'm, and I'm winning and all of these different things. It's all part of creating what I think somebody that beats this type of thing would do. That's the cool part to me is that I can leave a legacy that will help others understand. And will maybe somebody will draw inspiration from what I'm doing. You know, I know there's going to be lots of questions about like what I ate, how I work out, you know, and those are all going to be part of future episodes in this process. We're just getting started. And that was the other evolution for me in this process over this year was starting this, was sitting down and starting to record and put this stuff down because to be honest, it's kind of freaky to put myself out there this much. Because I've always been able to like get in front of crowds and and kind of like bear my soul, so to speak. But a lot of times it was kind of almost like a fake it till you make it kind of thing. Because like I would be talking to about what I wanted to see in life, but it really wasn't about uh, anything where I felt like it applied to me. And now I'm really kind of uh, talking about things that not only are very personal, but they they actually mean something. Um, in hopes that it reaches you. So yeah, Christmas was cool this year. It was amazing to look around and realize that like, this isn't my last Christmas. I'm going to be here many Christmases, but I get to choose to live this time. And I can see the world through different lenses because I went through such a rough year of ups and downs and chemo and radiation and doubt and all of these different things that I thought that were going to define the new version of me. But instead, I was the key to defining the version of me that I wanted to be. Now, interesting side side note as we wrap this up is that the, the little me that was out there trolling around when I let go of the hand. And, and this is the part that, that that gets me all the time because as I've journaled through this stuff, it always comes back to the same thing and I never, ever would have thought about it. It was as if as soon as I let go of the hand of the little kid, the little version of me, that it, it peeled off and started laying breadcrumbs, kind of like a little Hansel and Gretel thing, that all of those were little trauma drops or trauma trails or whatever you want to call it, that they were leaving of things that I knew that I would have to tack. But rather than tackling them all at once, I was able to take them off in small bites. And it was as if they made a trail that came back into a circle that came right back to me. And that was trippy stuff. And I can't tell you how many conversations I've had on the gym floor with that little kid. I can't tell you how many times I've written letters to that little kid to try to heal from it. And we all have that. And I don't want you to think that you're broken if you have that. And if you're still struggling with it, there's nothing wrong with you. We all have these things that we have to figure out how to make part of our lives and evolve and change. You're completely normal for all of that stuff. The good and bad stuff is what life is about. Things aren't always going to be good. Things are going to happen and you're going to have to evolve. But understand your life is just waiting to be this amazing thing that it can be. And it kind of all starts from deciding to be the best version of you that you want for you, not for other people. It's not theirs to decide. It's yours. So whatever you choose to do, I hope that it makes you happy. I hope that it inspires you each day to wake up and see the sun and be grateful for being here. The odds of you being on this earth are so 
so rare that you're here and you get to listen to this and you get your chance to make an impression on the world. And to me, that's pretty awesome. And I hope whatever you do, you make yourself proud. You don't know me, but I'm proud of you for just sticking with me through this stuff. And I hope this year for me uh, ends up being where I get really good at this stuff and start sharing my story better and get better at speaking about this stuff and just keep encouraging other others. Yeah, I, I hope to have an impact with this story. So I hope that this uh, helped you. And I wish you all the best as this new year start and find that love for yourself because it's waiting for you and it's been there the whole time. I hope you look for it. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for hanging with me on this episode. And as we wrap up the new year, I want to give you one last power up. Embrace change and growth and let them be the driving force behind your new beginnings. Every day is a chance to start over and create the life you want to create. Make this new year your best one yet. Remember, it's never too late to take control of your life and make things happen. So go out there and make it happen. I can't wait to see what you vanquish from your life. I hope this helps. Power up. Hey everyone, Jason here. Just wanted to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I hope that you swing over and check out jasontharp.com. Make sure that you like and subscribe, leave a review, let other people know about this podcast. This is how it's going to grow. This is how we're going to have a huge impact with this story. I want to help others get through that nasty hurdle of self-sabotage. And I appreciate you. And I thank you so much. Make sure you check me out on all the socials. You can just search my name and find me. Uh, Would love to connect. Let's be friends. Till I see you again, power up.